0: buyheart.com slash podcast with code D-I-J-F-Y for a limited time. That's buyheart.com slash podcast and code D-I-J-F-Y, short for didn't I just feed you.
1: Additional terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Stacy, coming out of the pandemic and right into a cross
0: country move, I decided that it was time for a new vitamin routine for my kids. We have so much going on. I don't want to stress about whether they're getting everything they need. I just want to know that they are.
2: I get it. With the boys, we have been through so many different vitamin phases. In fact, we stopped taking vitamins right before lockdown. Since I was cooking every single meal, I figured that I could ensure the boys were getting everything they needed. But things have changed around here, too. Wait, tell me more about that. Okay, so listen, everyone who knows us knows that we prioritize food joy, and this year has emphasized that even more. I want the boys to have food autonomy, and that means letting go, not my strength, (laughs) but I want (laughs) to let go while knowing that they are getting what they need nutritionally. And not giving them a vitamin dressed up as candy? And there you go. <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> as I was researching vitamins, I couldn't believe how much sugar some of them have. Which is why we're both so excited
0: about our new sponsor, Haya. It's the perfect timing in both of our homes for a zero sugar vitamin.
2: Whoop. The other interesting thing I learned while researching is that most vitamins were formulated to fill the nutritional gaps in kids' diet based on out-of-date nutritional guidelines from the 1980s. That was even longer ago for you than for me. <laughs> it is based on a modern kids diet. Their vitamins are
0: made with a blend of 12 farm fresh fruits and vegetables, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals known to help support a healthy immune system, energy levels, brain function, mood, need that, teeth, bones and more. Also, zero sugar and still tasty. But honestly, the best part of Hyatt is the convenience. Your vitamins come straight to your door with a pediatrician-recommended schedule. The first month comes with a reusable glass bottle that your kids can personalize with stickers. Then every month thereafter,
2: Hyatt sends a no-plastic refill pouch of fresh vitamins. Good for the planet, no sugar, non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else you can imagine. I'm sold.
0: More importantly, our kids are sold too.
2: We've worked out an exclusive offer with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Didn't I Just Feed You listeners receive 50% off their first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y or enter the code D-I-J-F-Y at checkout. That's
0: H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash d-i-j-f-y and get your kids the full body nourishment that they need to grow into healthy adults full discount applied at checkout
2: yogurt is just a really healthy staple And if you're someone who always has it on hand, or you kind of think, I'd like to get it, but I don't really know what to do with it, and I don't want that tub to go to waste, it's just not a smart way to use my grocery budget, then hopefully this episode will help you because I think of it more as, have this as a healthy staple in your fridge, and here are all the ways to make sure that you can use it up over the course of a week. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast
0: about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Stacy. And I'm Megan. Before we get into it, don't forget to subscribe right where you're listening. And if you find yourself with an extra minute, leave us a rating and review too. Those ratings help other busy parents and home cooks find us, which is the whole point. We just want to help you. So help us help you.
2: Damn it. Help us help you. It reminds (laughs) me of our aggressively helpful holiday tips episode What, like two or three holiday seasons ago? Yeah,
0: two years ago. Two years ago. Aggressively helpful is just a personality trait, which I own. It sometimes (laughs) makes me uncomfortable because I feel like I make other people uncomfortable, but I just have tried to accept it so that's so why i have a
2: podcast we're, we're <laughs> forcing you to share and rate and review because we just want to help <laughs> yes but also we're going to talk about yogurt today
0: and hopefully we're going to leave you with some delicious recipe ideas and more information about what to do with the tub of yogurt that's in your fridge for too long which is maybe just my
2: house oh my god too long i mean a tub of yogurt doesn't last I get two big containers every single week. We are like on a downtick with yogurt.
0: The one like, you know, quart-sized container of whole milk yogurt that we've had in there has been in there for like four weeks, which is unusual for us. I don't know what's up. Maybe I just need your ideas, Billis.
2: All right. So, I mean, here's the thing is that I was thinking about this episode and I was like, okay, it's partly how to cook with yogurt and we're going to touch on baking with yogurt as well. But I was like, so, but why? Like, why are we encouraging people to grab yogurt? Is it necessarily better? And I do, there are a few points I want to hit there, but I really think it's about the fact that yogurt is just a really healthy staple. And if you're someone who always has it on hand or you kind of think, I'd like to get it, but I don't really know what to do with it and I don't want that tub to go to waste. It's just not a smart way to use my grocery budget then hopefully this episode will help you because I think of it more as have this as a healthy staple in your fridge and here are all the ways to make sure that you can use it up over the course of a week.
0: Okay, I'm here for that. I want to zoom out a little bit because I think yogurt could be a lot like rice where it's like there is a way to cook with it, but also there's this cultural lens of it. Like so many cultures cook more with yogurt and some cultures bake more with yogurt. And there are so many varieties of yogurt to touch on. So I think it's important to pull back a little bit and acknowledge like you are Greek. You grew up eating Greek yogurt. And that's sort of like your baseline and where we're going to be talking a little bit is more like the American like Greek yogurt and very traditional like French yogurt that we think of as American yogurt culture now
2: yeah I mean yogurt was in so much of the food that I ate growing up I mean from soups to chickpea stews to Lemony yogurt sauce for meatballs to, you know, just breakfast, you know, sour cherries with Greek yogurt. That also serves as dessert. So it really is in so, so much. I think that for us, again, I want to go back to this idea that it's just like a great healthy staple. I came across some research that actually said that people who have a lot of yogurt in their diet tend to eat healthier overall. That was just one research. I don't know that I could be said to be a prime example of that, (laughs) but I do think that there's something to be said for the fact that it is really, really good for you, although there's a little caveat there that in this country, yogurt has just exploded over the last 10 years. You know, it's become such a major category with so many brands that, you know, when we're talking about it being healthy, for the most part, we're talking about plain yogurt, cultured yogurt. Right. And even the non dairy versions now are cultured. And, you know, there are brands that have plain that has less sugar and then the flavored that has more sugar. So we're going to mostly be talking about plain yogurt. And in general, I think that the benefits are that it can cut your fat in cooking if that matters to you. It adds protein, which is always nice. I also think it gives a nice little tang.
0: Yeah, and some probiotics too, right? Like, because it's a fermented cultured product, you're getting some good germs for your gut biome, which is always a nice little side benefit. I think it's really funny that I that you're being explicit about, like, we're talking about plain yogurt, generally whole milk, because my experience growing up with yogurt is, like, 1,000% the opposite of yours. Like, growing up with plain Greek yogurt, uh, we, like, ate the play yogurt yogurts, the like super flavored where it's like, oh, it tastes like lemon meringue pie with (laughs) with a little tin foil lids. And in fact, I remember... That, like, on one of my mom's diets, because we've talked about this before, that my mom has had many diets when I was growing up. And so that was, like, a big influence, for better or worse, on how I eat now and how I feed my family now. But there, the Yolk Play Whips came out, which were, like, basically half the serving I of remember. yogurt. <laughs> yeah. But it was, like, aerated, so it was yes. fewer calories. <laughs> but we used to, like, freeze those and eat them like they were a tree. This is the weirdest yogurt. Like, so that is a funny thing where it's, like, you're coming from this beautiful culture of yogurt and i'm coming from <laughs> the very american how do, how do we like commodify this product and make it less tangy which is like the thing that's so great about yogurt yes. and also less healthy like how can we just junk it full of
2: preservatives
0: and you sugar know, and you know but call it's so it funny
2: cuz i never had any of those flavored yogurts until much later like i almost want to say high school yeah and i was like this is delicious <laughs> like what is like yogurt and it literally tastes like lemon meringue like i'm sold but yeah no my family never ate that uh we ate like you know you used to be able to go to the we had a local greek store like they imported greek foods and you could get just like feta and yogurt in big like plain white Tubs. right? <laughs> it wasn't even like a brand from behind the counter. Um, because that was before Greek yogurt became a thing. I mean, when we were growing up, Greek yogurt wasn't, there was no Chobani or Faye. There was just French style yogurt. Yes. So we used to have to go to the Greek store to get the Greek yogurt. And in a pinch, you'd go to a Middle Eastern store and you get lebne, which is very similar, just really nice and thick and creamy.
0: So what is it like personally for you having grown up with Greek yogurt and then basically like as you're an adult and you're starting to have kids, all of a sudden it's like the hot new wellness product that people are really
2: into? It was really weird but super convenient. I don't want to have to go to the <laughs> Greek store anymore. Like, I don't need to drive to a story of Queens. Um, I will say that I have some opinions. Like, I think Faye, which is actually a brand imported from Greece, is a little chalky, in my opinion. I like Chobani. I think it's a little creamier. It manages to be thick and still feel a little bit silky. Whereas, you know, the thing that makes Greek yogurt thick is that it's been strained so much. And I do feel like Faye feels like it just you know when you strain like you make homemade ricotta or something and you strain it and then all the water is squeezed out and you dump it and it's like a it's like a <laughs> a loaf. I can't explain it. <laughs> yes, Megan, I, don't I know that exactly our listeners what you're will know. Now.
0: But, but like, do you know, the sound you just made was a perfect. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. It just kind of chunks out.
2: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I feel like Faye has that feeling. I'm like, guys, could we have just like stirred this up a little bit or something? I don't know. It feels so like fresh out of the cheesecloth or something to me. But I like it. It's pretty much all I buy. I very, very rarely buy regular yogurt.
0: Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I do not personally, I never have, like, even as a kid, enjoy the texture of traditional sort of like French style yogurt. Like, it's too loose for me. It's yeah. too liquidous. <laughs> it's worse. But, <laughs> but you mentioned Chobani. And faye, faye, yeah. why does that always sound so weird to say? Well,
2: because I'm saying it the Greek way and that's not yes. really the way people say it. But that's
0: fine. It's, I feel better to say it the it's Greek F-A-G-E. way.
2: F-A-G-E. I don't know yeah. how people, I don't know how people say it.
0: But there's also, like, smaller brands that you can find of, like, all these yogurts that we'll talk about. So there are these, like, big conglomerates, and then you can find, like, even better quality probably near you or regionally. Like, there's some bigger brands, like, I think of Tillamook, that I can get here on the West Coast, but I could not get when we lived in the South.
2: Yep. And you remember in one of our very first episodes when we still did a, like – like a shout out to a brand, yes, you remember, what
0: like what we're into, what we're digging. That was yeah, we what called we're it, digging.
2: Right? Oh, we were so cute. One of my first "what we're digging" was the White Mustache brand oh, yeah. of yogurt. Yeah, but that's Middle Eastern. That's more it's hand strained, hand packed. You know, I think they're modeled more uh, on lebne, and they make flavored lebne, but it's the same thing. And they have a flavor if you can find it. We'll put a link. In the show notes, but they have plain, they also have with fruit on the bottom, and they have sour cherry, which is great. You know how I feel about that. But they have a date, walnut, and honey flavor mm. that they basically make a paste of dates and walnuts and honey, and it's on the bottom of the yogurt, and it is ridiculously delicious.
0: I want that right now.
2: So good, so good.
0: So you mentioned sour cherries, and I know you're like, if, if you know, you know, because you have definitely talked about it in more than one episode. But just for like reference, I think you should share with people like you eat yogurt with sour cherries like as a staple of your diet. Right? I do.
2: So, and there's a particular brand that I like better than the other brands. But it's like sour cherry preserves, but it's a it's Greek style. So it's, st- it's whole pitted sour cherries in a thick syrup. It's very common in Greece to serve it on yogurt. Also kind of as a spoon fruit in a tall glass of water, which I think sounds weird to some people, but it's delicious because the syrup flavors the water. And then you have the cherries at the bottom and you kind of yeah, drink all your water and then you snack. eat it. Yeah, it's delicious. Lately, I've been making... I've just been roasting rhubarb. You know, I'll do like six or eight stalks of rhubarb with like half cup of sugar and some fresh ginger. Like that's it. Literally put it in the oven until it's just fall apart and it's like a compote consistency. And I've been eating that on top of my yogurt instead of my sour cherries lately. Just to get that spring produce in.
0: Yeah. And is that breakfast for you most days or is that more like an afternoon snack for you?
2: Yeah. Both. It depends.
0: Interchangeable.
2: Dessert too, <laughs> Dessert too. Yes. OK. Um, but that's not the only way you eat
0: yogurt. You told us you go you guys go through two tubs every week. So how else are you cooking and eating yogurt?
2: All right. So I feel like there's some principles we should go over. OK. I love that. I think Greek yogurt is definitely the way to go in cooking and baking, although I do think it's important to note that you may have to water it down a little bit, but it gives you more control over the consistency. You will have to water it down for baking, for sure, unless the recipe specifically says Greek yogurt. It just says regular yogurt, it's something different. But as you're making dressings, as you're making marinades, you have much more control over the consistency if you start with Greek yogurt. So when you're cooking or baking, I think you need to stick with full fat, not low fat, not non-fat. You know, Megan, you always like for us to acknowledge, and I appreciate that, that we are not nutritionists, but it is true that full fat, the research currently shows, is healthier in the long run. You know, when you take out the fat from dairy, you're left mostly with water and sugar. So these are healthy fats that are in there for you. So that's something to consider too. But more practically speaking, non-fat yogurts have a higher protein to fat ratio than those with full fat. So that's going to make them more susceptible to breaking or separating or curdling, which can be a tricky thing, especially when using yogurt in your baking or yogurt when you're going to heat it up and make like a sauce out of it, which I really recommend that you do. Yes.
0: And I'll just add to that, that like when a recipe calls for yogurt, it is usually tested with full fat as a matter of course. And fat is really important to the structural integrity of most baked goods. So it is not the place where you want to skip. If you want something that's like lower in fat as a baked good, you should find a specific recipe for that. Yeah.
2: i Also another big rule of thumb for all of our non-dairy listeners, the same rules of Engagement don't count for vegan yogurts. <laughs> just gonna say they just do, don't. They don't. Chemically, chem, yes,
0: they're chemically different.
2: Yeah. So they're not going to perform the same. It's not necessarily a one-to-one. If you find one, that really works for you. But it's probably going to be brand and recipe specific and the interaction between the two. Yeah.
0: And you talk a little bit in the mini episode you did on, like, your favorite non-dairy products when you guys were avoiding dairy. You talk a little bit about yogurt. So that's a great listen to go back to if you want a little more information on non-dairy yogurts.
2: For sure. So when using yogurt with heat, let's start there for a minute. Because I think this and baking are where people kind of get nervous. You know, it's easy to make a yogurt parfait or, you know, to top it with sour cherries or to turn it or into a like, tzatziki,
0: right? Like you're yeah. making a sauce without heating it there. Right.
2: But when you're using it with heat, again, full fat is really important. And then there's also tempering. So if you're not familiar with tempering, that's when you take, first of all, you want your yogurt to get to room temperature, ideally, before you start using it. You don't want it cold out of the fridge and then to put it in something hot. But you're also going to take that ideally room temperature yogurt And take some of whatever liquid is in the hot thing you want to add it to. So maybe there's broth that, you know, you're going to mix with yogurt to make stew or creamed spinach. And there's a little bit of the water that the spinach has released. Take some of that water and add it to your yogurt in small little increments while you're stirring along the way to get the yogurt from room temperature up to feeling really warm on your finger and then add it to the sauce or add it to the pan where it's going to hit the heat. And that's just going to reduce the likelihood that it's going to curdle.
0: Which you see this technique a lot with eggs primarily? But it's it's those proteins. Like if you heat up proteins too fast, then they kind of like squeeze together really quickly, they and shrink. then they they shrink, and that breaks your sauce or your soup or whatever you're trying to make with it. Or in the instance of eggs, it's oftentimes like pudding or ice cream base. Yep. So.
2: So there is also another little trick that I've only used a handful of times because I mostly just temper. There's no reason for this. But if you're feeling nervous, you can stabilize yogurt with a little bit of cornstarch. So you can stir in like a half to a teaspoon for every cup of yogurt. And that will also help protect it from curdling.
0: So, do you do that before
2: you add any of the hot
0: liquid? Like you're just boiled. Ideally, you'd have
2: yeah. Ideally, you'd have room temperature yogurt. You'd stir in the cornstarch, and that's going to stabilize it even further and help make sure that it doesn't break apart when it hits the heat. Okay, that's a super cool tip. I have not tried yet. I'm excited for that. Before we dig into more, let's take a quick minute to hear from our sponsors. There's no way to be a perfect mother, and a million ways to be a good one. This beautiful quote by writer Jill Churchill captures the spirit of a new book that Megan and I have absolutely fallen in love with. Creatrix, wisdom, insights, and principles shared by the
0: mothers of success stories in sports, business, and culture is a collection of stories shared by the mothers of world renowned CEOs, entertainers, professional athletes, and others who
2: have come from a diverse range of countries, cultures, and creeds. At their core, the stories in Creatrix explore the age old question nature or nurture. And while we already know that it's the interplay of both, Insights from these stories reveal the profound role that motherhood plays in how nature and nurture come together. This book is a must-read for all
0: moms. It's a full-on celebration of how mothers from all over the world and all walks of life compare differently, yet still manage to tap into patterns of instinctual advice that nurtured
2: the best in all of us. Reading it is empowering and heartwarming, reassuring, and inspirational. Plus, a portion of the book's proceeds are being donated to three organizations that support families— Good Plus Foundation, Believe and Achieve Foundation, and So Good Now. We can truly think of no better gift for all the moms in your life, including you. Learn more about these organizations and order your copy of Creatrix by visiting you.com or shop for the book directly on Amazon. Megan, it's no secret that I'm a maximalist who loves luxe clothing and home goods. Mm-hmm. It's also no secret that I'm a minimalist who also loves
0: investing in a handful of small luxe things that will last and service for a long time, especially for my home.
2: And we both love a good deal, which is why we've both become obsessed with quints a one-stop shop for curated luxury goods shipped direct from the world's best specialty factories. Quince partners with factories that produce well-known luxury
0: brands and that demonstrate a commitment to high production standards, fair wages, safety, and sustainability. They also focus on essential products with low design costs. Think cashmere cruise, super soft fleece pants, and the down comforters, and hotel quality sheets that I'm stocking up on for the new house.
2: Yay, new house! I'm so into those cashmere crews, though, because back to some clothing. (laughs) And they are only $50. I've also stocked up on even more affordable and chic linen shorts, silk camis, and washable silk PJs for the summer. And all of it ships direct from factories straight to us. No middle person and no upcharge. Altogether,
0: that's how Quince is able to keep prices up to 50 to 80 percent lower than other brands. Real Simple, in style, Fast Company, Refinery29, and Fortune all agree with us. Quince is a game changer.
2: And if you give them a try and disagree, Quince will give you a full refund. So treat yourself today.
0: Get free shipping and 365-day free returns at onequince.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y. That's O-N-E-Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash, and this is all lowercase, D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You.
2: So I feel like, should we talk about some ideas for how you would use yogurt on heat? Because people are probably like, Uh, why the heck am I going to heat up my yogurt? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because it's
0: delicious. Also... I am remembering that a long time ago we got into a small debate because I was like (laughs) anything that sour cream or heavy cream can do, yogurt can do too, which is what I was trying to make the argument like I don't keep as much sour cream on hand. So I think that's like a really good entry point. Like If you can't think of how to use yogurt in warm applications, think of the places where you use heavy cream to finish... Tomato soup, my mom, like, that was one of her tricks for us when we were kids is she would take condensed tomato soup, and then right before she served it to us, she would add, like, whole milk or sour cream or whatever, and it made it creamier and more delicious and tasted more, like, homemade without her actually, like, making homemade tomato soup.
2: I think that's a great rule of thumb. And I was on the other side of the fence when we had that debate, and I was like, "Uh uh-uh. But that was mostly because I believe everybody should have sour cream.
0: In their refrigerator also. <laughs> right. <laughs> to be clear, Mostly, it was not about either of us not liking the yogurt. Yeah. It was you're defending, you were sour defending cream. sour cream.
2: So that you may eat it by the spoonful as well sometimes. Cause yes, I do that. Or like nothing. <laughs> like if you're eating, I don't know. There are just certain things that I need sour cream on. Like, yeah. I, I don't mean to sound super basic, but like I, my tacos, sour cream. I need sour cream on that, on those babies. I don't want yogurt because it's just slightly different. But you absolutely can use yogurt in that instance. And I do think that when you heat up sour cream or even buttermilk, now we're talking about cooking, not baking, and you use yogurt as a substitute, it's different than when you use yogurt as a substitute, like a straight substitute for a garnish, as a garnish. Yes. You know what I mean? So we're talking about, you know, soups. Stews, sauces, I mentioned that my grandmother used to make Greek style meatballs with an avgo Lemono sauce that she would then finish with a little bit of yogurt, mm. so it made it like a creamy lemony sauce with Greek uh, meatballs that was delicious. What else can you do with it cooking wise?
0: Well, the meatball thing is like just sending me down the most delicious rabbit hole. I was thinking about how. You can – it's called something, and I'm going to forget the name of it, like a pad nad, where you take bread and you soak it in milk and then you use it to make, like, chicken or turkey meatballs or even veal, like, those things that are very low in fat. And you can also do that with yogurt. And I'm betting that you could do something similar for meatloaf. And then, you know, we think of marinades as, like, this raw, uncooked thing. But you certainly are cooking the yogurt if you, like, rub your chicken with a yogurt marinade and then grill it. And and that's like not one of those places where you have to be delicate with it, right? Like you can make a marinade or a sauce to put on your grilled chicken. Totally. With yogurt and let's say like lemon and fresh herbs and a bunch of garlic and then just let it caramelize on the grill. Absolutely. And it's a different delicious texture.
2: Yeah. So that reminds me of like tandoor And you know that even that buttermilk brined chicken that everybody loves. Yes. Yeah. Like you can use yogurt for that. So that's getting into marinades, which I am glad you brought up because the enzymes in yogurt help break down proteins. So yogurt tenderizes meat too. So it's really great. It's like buttermilk that way. That's why you know in winter, winter chicken dinner, I talk about how buttermilk is called a marinade but it's actually different a buttermilk soak isn't a marinade it's actually a tenderizer that's why even though i'm not always pro marinades because the acid you can over tenderize the meat it can start to break it down but with yogurt and buttermilk you get something different and something beautiful happens so it's great 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 in marinades i want to you made me remember something though before we move on Because soaking the bread in milk, which is used mostly as a binder the way you're talking about it, reminded me of a dish that I love. I don't know the roots of it. It's a Middle Eastern dish, but it's called fedi i call it fatty it's f-a-t-t-e-h okay and basically you cook like torn pieces of pita in a yogurt sauce like a thick yogurt sauce and then Mm. like you break you can put chickpeas or you can put uh chicken serve it over rice it is so delicious but everybody should look it up it's like one of my favorite things to get at one of my favorite middle eastern restaurants here in brooklyn
0: yeah, we have to link to a, a recipe in the show notes for sure, because I've never heard of that, but it also sounds so delicious.
2: It's so good. So a lot of like Middle Eastern Greeks, you know, you're using yogurt as a sauce pretty much. Yes. And you can flavor it all different ways from like sumac to lemon to fresh herbs. And it's just delicious. Warm yogurt. I know that doesn't sound good if you haven't experienced it yet. It can feel counterintuitive, but it's actually really delicious and creamy and rich tasting.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, I'm not trying to say that yogurt is like heavy cream, but I think if you can think of like cream sauces as being delicious, yes. and especially like tangy cream sauces, then it's really easy to be like, oh yeah, yogurt works there too. Totally. And then I also think of yogurt as like the queen of cold sauces too, especially like fresh summer sauces. It's so easy to dress up, like to take a little bit of yogurt and put ranch seasoning in it and have ranch (laughs) sauce, you knew that I was going to go there and maybe thin it with a little bit of buttermilk or a little bit of apple cider vinegar to make it more pourable. I also think of like yogurt and pesto as a wonderful, not only sauce for like grilled food, but also as... You say a tenderizer for grilled pork tenderloin, put over um, grilled flank steak to put on grilled chicken while you're grilling it. And then, of course, there is like these wonderful yogurt sauces like raita, um, which is very similar to tzatziki, right? Like they both have grated cucumber in them. Yes, And then they're flavored a little bit differently. Like I think of raita as having more cumin in it and being like a little more warmly spiced. Whereas tzatziki has like a ton more herbs in it and like a little bit of lemon juice.
2: And also the textures are a little different. I feel like tzatziki tzatziki is usually a little bit thicker, like a dip, like a spreadable dip. Whereas I feel like raita has has a little bit more of a watery texture. Comparison, Comparison. Yes, it's thinner. Yeah. What other yogurt sauces am I not thinking? Well, you know what? I'm stuck on, and I'm taking us back for one second to cooked sauces, just because there's also a, a series of pasta sauces where yogurt is the base that I love. So there's one, Otolenghi has one that's like yogurt, peas, and chili. There's another one that I think I've cooked from the New York Times that's yogurt and caramelized onions that's delicious. It really makes a fantastic pasta sauce also. Going back to like dips and non-heated sauces, I, you know, I just really make tzatziki all the time. (laughs) So I don't really know what else, but like anything, like anything, again, that you would use for sour cream. So like maybe you're going to whiz up like a cilantro sauce, right? Like you take your blender and you take washed cilantro, little avocado, you know, a little lime juice, garlic and sour cream, you know, and you can use that on like your tacos or to top your like beans. You can use yogurt in that and it's delicious as well. You know, you can also use it the way you would use mayo, although I have a little asterisk there where I feel like any sauce that you're kind of blending up like maybe a dip, like a spinach artichoke dip. You can use yogurt in that too. And if you're using it as a substitute for mayo instead of in concert with mayo, that you know, you don't want to use it where mayo is really supposed to be the star. It's not a one-to-one swap like that. This is an extreme example, but don't spread yogurt on your tomato sandwich in the summer. Like, no, that's where we get into dicey territory. (laughs) But you can, right? There is like a relationship there between mayo and yogurt as well.
0: Yeah. I like to use them together. Like if I'm I going too. to
2: make a homemade ranch rather than try to swap them
0: for each other. And I don't even think in some of the places where like you use mayo in baking, like the South has a long, lustrous history of mayo cakes, I don't think that you can swap in yogurt for that. One- Mayo's just way more base. Like, it doesn't have the acidity that yogurt has. And so when you start to add yogurt along with baking powder and other leavening, you're going to get wonky cake. But for some reason, this is just how my brain works, Stacey. Like, you started talking about mayo. And I was like, oh, yeah. There's actually all these sweet sweet sauce applications for yogurt, too. Yeah.
2: Like peanut um, butter dip.
0: peanut butter like it is literally just yogurt peanut butter and honey and it makes the most yep. delicious fruit dip. This was many years ago is actually like when we still lived in Georgia. Foodsters sent me this kit and one of the thi- like a a baking kit and one of the things they called for in making the very American style buttercream where it's like usually just butter and powdered sugar was a couple of tablespoons of whole milk Greek yogurt. And I have to tell you, it was a game changer for me to make American buttercream that way. One, there's some science there of like if you add something like yogurt that's already emulsified or even mayo, you'll see this a lot as a trick too, to that like butter, butter and powdered sugar, you get a smoother frosting because you're like adding, you're creating a better emulsion because you started with an emulsion. And not to mention that American style buttercream is very sweet. Like it is sugar and butter and it is like a ton of sugar. So even just those couple tablespoons of yogurt cut the sweetness of it in a way that made it a lot more delicious. For me, at least. I mean, I know the kids enjoyed it then, um, but I think that's one of those great little tricks. Like, you can just add a little bit of yogurt where you need to cut some sweetness in the sauce.
2: I've never tried that. I love that. And you – I want to go back because you're bringing a buttercream, which means we have to talk about baking. But very quickly, you just brought a flash when you said foodsters that when Oliver was very little – I mixed little bowls of Greek yogurt, like thick Greek yogurt. This is a place where the Faye would be really good with some natural food coloring. And I just put a big like mat on the table and let him use it as quote unquote finger paint. I mean, he was really little. He must have been like, you know, two. And he just like put his hands in it and was smushing it all around and then licking himself and licking the mat. And it was Right. It was really great. It was a little stressful for me because I, you know, I like a clean house. (laughs) It could be fun.
1: I was twitching a little bit, but it was fun
2: and he loved it. And then they can eat it all. Yeah. He'd probably still do that, the funny thing. (laughs) (laughs) Should we talk about baking with yogurt? We
0: sure can. I'm also thinking of those sort of like ubiquitous yogurt olive oil cakes and how yummy it is to make a glaze with like a little bit of thinned out yogurt and powdered sugar as a way to top yeah. not only olive oil cakes, but also like any kind of bunk cake or even donuts. Again, you're like cutting the sugar a little bit and you're adding like lots of nice fats and proteins that help make the frosting more stable. I have to tell you, I mostly use yogurt in muffins for baking i don't make a lot of like yogurt based cakes so i feel like maybe i can't speak to that so much but i think it's like really important we were talking about like how mayo is a little bit different chemically so to speak and it's in its makeup than yogurt and so i think it's important to remember like stacy said at the top of the episode you can't necessarily like take a sour cream cake and swap the sour cream for yogurt. Like yogurt has a higher acidity. It has more protein. It has more fat in it. So if you want to bake with yogurt, you really should be looking for those specific recipes. Which also, I feel like there are now a ton of books about baking with yogurt or cooking with yogurt. Like didn't Molly Ye of Food Network, she did um, like a whole yogurt short stack not that Oh, long maybe ago. you're right.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. – Yes. But I agree with you. I think that I think that is the big takeaway that it's important to look for recipes that have been developed reliably using yogurt in the first place. Yes.
0: And I also feel like it's a great segue to talk about like, yes, you can use yogurt in baking, but you can also make other desserts with yogurt. Like yogurt bark is really easy to make. I was going to
2: bring that up. Yes. Yes. Frozen yogurt is really easy to make. Yes. So much easier
0: to make than ice cream, you guys. There's no like cooking the base. You can literally add your flavors and churn it. We make yogurt popsicles a lot, like either with leftover smoothies or just like yogurt, granola, and sprinkles and freeze it in a pop popsicle mold.
2: And I think that thinking about popsicles, dressings, and marinades are all great ways to think about using the end of the container, just yeah. like, you know, how people recommend making your dressing in a mustard jar that's at the tail end. Same thing. Like, make a smoothie, pour it into the yogurt jar, into the yogurt container, shake it up, and then pour that into your molds. Or make your dressing right in there. Like, right at, its, at the tail end and everything's clinging to the sides. Yeah.
0: I also want to shout out yogurt powder. Is that weird? No. I know. Feel- I
2: love that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, We did a couple years ago a yogurt bark on Kitchen, and I was like, I don't want to do the frozen one. Like, I think the frozen one has a place. It's definitely a really great place to use up chopped fruit. And if you've never seen that, it's basically like you take your yogurt, you flavor it, and then you spread it out onto a parchment-lined baking sheet and you freeze it until it's hard. And then you can break it up into little bite-sized pieces. But the thing about that is, like, that's a great at-home snack. You can't really transfer Port it very easily, correct. And I was chasing after the that sort of like the pleasure of yogurt covered pretzels that you can buy at the grocery store that are shelf stable. So I bought a huge container of yogurt powder from Amazon. We'll link to it, and then I was like, oh i can do so many things with this so like all the yogurt covered pretzels you're like adding yogurt powder to melted white chocolate and dipping things in it which you know how both stacy and i feel about like yes anytime you so can just hear for that melt chocolate and dip stuff in it but then you can also make like more shelf stable bark style candy treats with like the yogurt powder And whatever, white chocolate, dark chocolate, whatever you wanna use, you can add like other dried fruit into it or those freeze dried fruits. And it's a really fun um, and easy to pack like road trip snack. And you can also use that yogurt powder to flavor other like savory things like marinades and sauces. Um, If you wanted to make like a vinaigrette and make it like a yogurt flavored one without the the same body like that super thick yogurt dressing sort of texture. That's a great way to use it. Again, ice creams. um, I definitely baked with it, but I don't remember exactly if I like found recipes or if I just kind of like cheated it into cakes and cookies and whether the results were good or bad.
2: (laughs) And you know what you're reminding me of in our episode on how to get kids to like seafood? We talked a lot about like Seaweed and anchovies, like maybe a single anchovy whizzed into your dressing. Like, does that really count? It's not seafood. And we were like, yes, it totally counts because what you're doing is you're starting to introduce the flavor profile in really like subtle and mild ways that you can then build on to slowly get your kid to start to like that like briny seafood flavor that if you just put a plate of fish or a shrimp in front of them for the first time they might be like no so you know i don't know I, yogurt is thought of as something that like kids like it's a, food, yeah, it's a kid friendly food but not every kid likes everything food. yeah You know, I think yogurt powder could be really fun if you wish your kid liked yogurt more but either doesn't like the texture or, like, the flavor's a little weird to them. That is a great way to use yogurt powder. I love that.
0: And I haven't tried it, but maybe we – like, you could also – put it on popcorn. Like, we do cheese powder and stuff like
2: Ooh, that. Oh, I know. Well, you're reminding me of ranch powder, which I know you love. You've worked it I into do. biscuits. Oh, <laughs> have you ever made biscuits with yogurt? I have. I have. Does it not work we should... very well?
0: No, it does work very well. Oh, it's, good. You do have to thin it. And usually I, I thin it with buttermilk. So then it becomes a little bit like, oh, did you really... Need to use yogurt there, right? But, right, right. But it also lets you take some of the butter out because yogurt's higher in fat than buttermilk, so it kind of works the way that a cream biscuit does, where you don't have to like incorporate a bunch of butter, and you can use yogurt and buttermilk to make like a super fluffy biscuit. Oh, nice! And we should try to include a recipe in the show notes for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm here for that. Okay, well, you know what I'm gonna say. I'm here for next is hearing from our listeners because I think, especially on the subject of like non dairy yogurt, we've got some experts. Um, and I just know that everyone's gonna
2: have a lot to say about how they use yogurt. So why don't you guys tell us what you think? You can find us as at Didn't I Just Feed You on all social, and visit our new site. Ah! we're drumroll you'll be able to sign up to be among the first people in our new and improved community which is coming at you june 2021 all the details will be at did com. plus you guys know where to find us
0: and of course, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter to get an exclusive recipe, plus our pick of the week every single week. Uh, Stacy finds these great gems in the Friday email, so you don't wanna miss them. You can subscribe at Didn't I Just Feed You.com or follow the link in our Instagram bio. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you get your podcast so that you don't miss an episode.
2: Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jim Endo. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Got Sick. We love you, Sam. I'm Stacy, and I'm Megan. Stay
0: sane and well fed until next week. Mom, I'm hungry. Give me food right now.
1: Sick of being upsold at gyms? Mm-hmm.